the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, for another fantastic weekend in the football world. But you can check out Keys to the City for live shows. Check us out at Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Keys to the City, as well as streaming services at Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Apple, and Google, even Amazon, too. So we're all over the place. So check us out at Keys to the City. Another fantastic and wild, wild weekend in the football world. College football delivered. The NFL, as always, delivered a huge slate of games this weekend in the NFL. But, Ted, we were thinking, we just had our college football Final Four predictions, or not predictions, it's official. We have our Final Four for the college football playoffs. So it got me thinking, I think we're down to the Final Six in the NFL right now. I think we're really starting to see the difference. This has been a wild, wild season each and every week. But when you really look at how this league is shaping up right now, and we're only a month left of the season. I know we're 19 days away from Christmas. I know everybody's excited that it's almost Christmas. But for us football fans, we actually get saddened because it's just one step closer to seeing the end of the boys of fall until next year. But... Like I said, it was the college football playoff. The Final Four is official. You get Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. So it got me thinking of, I think, the NFL. And as college football has, they have their final six. Well, it seems like in the NFL right now, Ted, we're at that stage right now. And especially with the weekend that just happened, where you had a huge slate of games, conference supremacy, division supremacy. You had interconference battles, rivalries. I mean, for goodness sake, we just saw the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders have a tie football game. I mean, I we haven't seen a giant tie since 1997. By the way, that was also against the Washington Redskins at the time. So like I was saying, to me, there really comes down to just six contenders. I know there's some teams maybe outside the six. And the six contenders that I'm talking about right now, Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, and the San Francisco 49ers. I know that you got the Minnesota Vikings. I know you got the Miami Dolphins. But to me, ladies and gentlemen, it really comes down to those six currently in the NFL. So, Ted, when you look at this situation, how this league is shaping up and how it's going to be looking like moving forward, when you look at these six – I mean, is it is it that blatantly obvious and clear pretty much that one of these six contenders will be hosting the Lombardi Trophy come the end or the beginning, I should say, of 2023? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this is – I told you, like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, Trev, I think we kind of know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And you're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I think we it's know. It's fascinating that it's three and three, too. Well, you got three I, I, in each conference. You can, and maybe because of the injury that happened this past weekend, maybe it's down to five, two in the NFC and three in the AFC. Was it? I'm not I, ready I was to. telling I'm you, ready. I, what, what's the matter? I'm not ready to. Forty Niners, I get it. They, do it. they can win in multiple ways, but at the end of the day, the quarterback still has to make a play. So we don't know yet of Brock Purdy. No one's got a uh, game report on him. No one knows anything. But he stepped in and he played great game against Miami. Two touchdowns over two hundred yards passing. I think he was like twenty-seven to thirty-five. Two touchdowns, one interception. He has some athleticism. I remember him playing at Iowa, Iowa State. State. Very good yeah. quarterback. Four-year mm-hmm. starter, so you know he got a lot of reps, similar to the quarterback in Pickett. 
that the Pittsburgh Steelers had veteran quarterback in the sense of he's, he's not a young guy, right? He's not a guy that came out after two or three years. He's gotten a lot of reps and had a lot of game reps, but I don't know what to make of Brock Purdy yet for the San Francisco 49ers right now. I don't, it's think, any, I don't think anybody can. Well, exactly. But I told you weeks ago, watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Watch out for Joe Burrow. Watch out for this team when they get healthy. Again, they won this week against the Kansas City Chiefs with a hurt Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase coming off an injury. It wasn't, you know, at a hundred percent. He looked pretty good hurdle in the defender. It looked pretty good. It didn't look that bad. I guess his hip is all good. But I, I, I mean, you look at the separation. I'm sorry, but Minnesota is the worst ten to two team I've seen. They're not that good. Their point differential is plus ten. Actually, Seattle is plus fourteen, and they're seven. And most important, and most importantly. They have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Yeah. So, so well, I don't take Cousins Minnesota. Minnesota I'm sorry, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Just sorry. I don't take him seriously at all. Well, I think if you watch the game last night, I think everything explained what the NFC is all about last night. Two, one whole bad conference. Saints are garbage. The Tampa Bay, listen, it's a nice story. Great win at the end of the game. Should have never won that game. Saints should have capitalized, won that game. But they didn't because they're the Saints and they have a bad coach and they have no quarterback and a bunch of other things. But we're not going to get into that. But Tampa Bay, you could see they're, they're not good enough. They don't have the offensive line. They can't run the ball enough. Brady has to get the ball out. I just look at a team like the Eagles, the Dallas, San Francisco, they would beat Tampa Bay. Neutral field and Tampa Bay at home doesn't matter. The AFC, it's a three-team race, bro. I think you and me are both in agreement. I love the Miami story. I just don't have the trust yet in Tua yet. He's not better than Joe Burrow. He's not better than Josh Allen. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. The Titans, they don't have a passing game. We saw how good they are. It's a nice story. It's like the Giants. Nice story, good running back, tough, hard-nosed team, good, well-coached team. They just don't have the talent to compete against the upper echelon teams. Baltimore, we just saw breaking news. Lamar's out for one to three weeks with a – was it a PCL sprain, Jeff? Was it? Uh-huh. That's what it was. So, we can't take Baltimore seriously. They don't have the weapons. Like, you take Kansas City serious, we take Buffalo, Cincinnati. I think people need to better start recognizing because that's a very dangerous team. Um, and they saw showed it again. Yeah. And then the AFC, uh, the NFC. Listen, man. As much as I don't want to say, it, you don't want to say, it, Dallas is for real, man. And their only competition right now is themselves. Oh. I think I'm, I think I'm, if they I'm don't gonna, I think if they don't I'm beat gonna. themselves, they could come out of the NFC. I know that's a lot. I know that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause to say them. as a Giant fan, but. I'm not. Listen, I'm not going there. I'm not going there yet. He, he, here's the other thing: when the Eagles Cowboys play, I guess that'll be a good test for me and everyone else to see if the Cowboys are for a good real. test. That will be the. That will be the test because there really isn't like the NFC. Like you yeah, but said. is that a bigger test for Dallas or is that a bigger test for Philly? Because Philly played against Cooper Rush and and, and Philly also has not that had. Philly's that better. Than, Philly is better than Dallas. I, I don't understand this narrative that the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. I am sorry. It was look. I get it. I get that they scored 54 points and 33 in the fourth quarter alone. I get that. But the, if you just watch the stats, so watch the – I should not even say that. Screw the stats. Watch the highlights. The Colts literally imploded. They turned the ball over left and right, over and over. It's just, okay to go. Short field, Dallas. And that, that, that offense is good enough with a short field. They're going to take advantage of it. It's like the Thanksgiving game against the Giants when they went for it on that fourth and one. You give Dallas a short field. They're going to take advantage of it. And they're going to exploit your defense. And they did that. So good for them. I'm not going to run over here and be like, oh, Dallas is the best team in the NFC. They're the best team in the NFL. I'm not running there. I'm not going to that point. It's just not the way that it should be. And they don't play well against the upper echelon of the league. And this is what Dallas fans and all Dallas every year. Here we go again. Oh, Dallas is going to go to the Super Bowl. We've How many times have we heard this? 
for years now. Like, yes, there is a possibility. 25 years, bro. Like, there's, a po- there's a real possibility. I get it that the Dallas Cowboys could be playing in the Super Bowl this year. But we're all of a sudden just knocking the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, the Eagles are just. Well, here's the other thing. There's, they're going to have two components possibly, all right? You're going to have OBJ probably going to be signing with them within the week. So, I don't – he's going to be just a bonus to have, all right? It's a Sunday with the whipped cream and cherry on top. He's not going to go in there and be the player he was for the Rams, not yet this season. But he's there to make two or three plays in the playoffs or take coverage away from C.D. Lamb. So that's what he's going to be there for. The other thing is they're going to get their left tackle back, Tyron Smith. That might be the best and biggest move that the Dallas Cowboys are going to get when they. I'm get sorry, but because I just thought about I just, this before when he gets hurt, that team is different. When they get their star Hall of Fame left tackle back, that offensive line should be much better. But I, listen, I I like the Eagles. You, I would listen if these two teams are playing. I'm rooting for the Eagles over Dallas, and, and then, you know, but. I'm, that, I'm not gonna, but I'm a Giant fan. I'm just, I'm not gonna sit trust- here. I'm not gonna sit here and be like and crown their ass as the, the top of the NFC because they're not. The, the, I think the, it comes the, down to those two teams in the NFC, though. I, I get that, but I'm not taking away from the 49ers. Like Brock Purdy, I, I get it. He's an unsung hero, Mister Irrelevant. I understand that, and that's great. And he's got the opportunity, and he delivered against. Well, to some, one of the better teams in the AFC, a team that everybody was in love with, fell in love with this year because the offense is amazing and their defense have been playing well. Brock Purdy played pretty well. well. Last but week guess what? He's also, he's also a scout team player, so he has to go against this defense. And, Ted, you know how it is when, when we as, well, great defenses, when you go against the scout team players, I mean, realistically, it's like going against the JV players. So this guy has gone against this defense, defense. for 13 weeks. He's gone against Fred Warner. He's gone against Bosa. See, he's thing, gone against Armstead. He's gone against it over and over, so he knows what to expect. And what better way to learn? Here's and the thing. Get the, hold on. Said, what better well, way to learn? The 49ers last week were the best team in football. And okay, I said, what at better, least the best no. team in the NFC. I just wonder, is it a one-hit wonder? Like, I need to see another week of Brock. Yeah, Brock but what before, better before way to learn? I can jump learn. back on the boat because the Jimmy G injury to me was – Significant enough where I take them out of the front runner to win the NFC. I had them win, go listen. Beginning of the season, I had 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Right? The Trey Lance injury hurt was he got hurt. I understood that. I also said Jimmy G would probably be playing by the end of the season as the starting quarterback. He came back and he did the job. And you could feel like that team was gelling behind Jimmy G. All right. And I said on the show last week and I posted on the reels and thing that the 49ers were the best team in the NFL. And I know a couple of people are like, are you out of your mind, crazy? But I looked at that team and I'm like, that defense is stellar. That's dominant. They cause havoc. They shut down Miami, who was averaging almost 30 points a game the past five weeks. All right. They can run the football. Chris McCaffrey's a beast. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Kyle Shanahan, that offensive mind. They have all the pieces to be a Super Bowl champion. But now with Jimmy G.O., I don't know if Bach Purdy is good enough because what I have seen is Dak Prescott, at least in the last couple of weeks, take a step forward. And Jalen Hurts right now, other than Patrick Mahomes, is the MVP of this league. And he looks like he is on a mission. I don't know. But the AFC, though, is a whole different picture. All right? The NFC, I mean, we can argue this back and forth. The AFC, though, I mean, you pick your poison. I mean, you going with Joe Cool? You going with – I mean, Patrick Mahomes, are you going to go with Josh Allen? Right now, Bills have the, the, the number one seed. Of course, that's going to be an advantage. But I, I'll tell you one thing. I think I still would take Cincinnati and Joe Burrow against the Bills because 
That's the respect that I have gained watching Joe Burrow from his junior year where I was like, okay, this guy stinks, to his senior where he just went off. And they're like, oh, well, maybe he was just good because he had two number one receivers. And then you watch him in the pros, bro, and it's like he literally has transformed that organization, that team, that mindset. We looked at the Bengals like we look at the Browns. He has tremendously changed the mindset there. And for them to beat the Chiefs three three. Three times in a row has to say speak volume about this team because that's not the Bengal way. That's not what the Bengals do. And Joe Cool has done it. And what you he said it after the game. It's December. This is where it's put up and sharp. And this is where you make your money. And he he's 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 the showstopper. I'm not. I'm not like with the NFC. I'm gonna. I'm still. The Eagles are the team to beat right now, but I'm still riding with the 49ers. I'm still gonna ride with them because that defense is dominant. They have the playmakers. They got the coaching staff. They got the offensive line. But is the quarterback good enough? Played pretty good on Sunday. Now, I think he continues. As, they as have long... four o'clock today to sign Baker Mayfield if he clears away. They're not gonna sign Baker Mayfield. So let's stop talking about the Baker Mayfield situation. He's gonna Why be... not? I don't. Josh Johnson going... cannot be your backup. It's fine. You have a team that believes in the guy. If you have a team that buys into him and believes in him, then you have a team that can go a far way. You you have a team that, as long as you believe in your guy and you can ride with that guy, then he's going to try to what take. What if he gets places. hurt? Then he gets hurt and they figure it out. I don't. I don't know, Ted. I can't answer that question if he gets hurt. I don't know. You're what telling answer me that not having Baker Mayfield on that team, God forbid. I mean, he is a was the number one pick. I get it. He stinks. Why, he has why, not been as good as. Why do you want to? Why do you want to change the chemistry? I'm not changing the chemistry. He's gonna he's gonna fit right in. He'll get he'll get sit down right off that bait. He's not coming in to cause any dysfunction. He's not he's not gonna go. He's not I'm gonna be signed you, by. I think Brock Purdy's should, gonna be the quarterback. I think he should sign him. Dallas, I'm not I'm not riding with Dallas. So I just looked at all these six teams and I wrote down a few things. With the Chiefs, you got Mahomes and you got Andy Reid. So anytime you have those two, you have a shot. Their defense though is a big question mark. I don't know if their defense is good enough to stop either the Bengals or the Bills. We just saw it on Sunday. So we'll see We'll see how that works. Don't know if that's good enough for them to do it. The Cowboys' defense is nasty. I don't trust Dak or Mike McCarthy. I just don't. It's just, I'm sorry. Dak Prescott, I mean. You may, and, trust, you may not have Matt, to trust Matt, Dak Matt Ryan was the better. Matt Ryan was the better. Defense. Matt Ryan was the better quarterback before that, that implosion in the fourth quarter. The Bills, you got Josh Allen. You got the defense, but the injuries. Once they get a healthy team, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL when they're completely well, healthy. Well, what about the lack just, of running game? They're just not. The Eagles, I don't see a big weakness with the Eagles. The one weakness coming into this entire season is, is a guy that's probably going to maybe win the MVP. They don't have really a weakness. And if you want to say their rush defense, well, they just shut down Derrick Henry and shut them up. So that narrative is quiet for now. And now they're going to have another test against a giant team that likes to run the football. So we'll see how that goes. But this Eagle team, I don't see a weakness. What about really the Bengals? I'm going start. through everything. The Bengals, you got Burrow, you got the offense. Do the people trust the defense enough? The defense has been playing great recently, but can they continue to ride? As long as you got Joe Burrow, you got that offense, you can win in that game. You can win any type of game. But is it the defense? And the 49ers, you got the dominant defense, but – no Jimmy G. How much is that going to impact this team moving forward? So you look at all six of those teams. Those are really, to me, the contenders, the true, true contenders. I know we have contenders, pretenders, but then I'm going to just go with contenders, contenders. And these are the contenders of the contenders, the best of the contenders in this NFL season. Yeah, because no one else is good enough 
The only team you maybe consider, the only team you maybe would consider, the only team you maybe would consider is the Miami Dolphins. But I did not was not impressed with the way they played on Sunday. And and, the, they couldn't do anything against a third string quarterback who was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, and Tua did not look good. And that's my biggest thing that I've been talking about. And he has another huge opportunity on a national stage this weekend against his fellow counterpart, Justin Herbert, that he's always going to get. I mean, Joe Burrow has separated himself right now from Herbert and Tua. It's really who want, who's who's going to be the second and third of that class right now. This is always this is going to be the debate for the time until they retire. Herbert Tua. Well, you're going to get it on Sunday night football. Chargers in a dire need of a huge win, a must-win game. Looks like the season could be on the line for the Chargers again. And Brandon Staley, his job could be on the line too, which is I mean, we are, I Brandon Staley should be fired. He should have already been fired last year. And then you get Tua, you get another opportunity to showcase your talent and you're going to be home, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Miami Dolphins win and everybody's going to say, oh, there we go. They're back. No, no, they're just, I'm not buying it. Go into Buffalo then next week and go beat the Buffalo Bills. You want me to buy into the Miami Dolphins? I'm sorry, mom. I love you. But if you want to, if, if you want to be a contender to me, go into Buffalo and go beat your, go beat your arch rival. The team that has been the team of the AFC East and one of the top teams in this AFC. So go do that. And the Minnesota Vikings, Anytime you have Kirk Cousins, I know they're 10 and 2. I get it. They got the weapons. Justin Jefferson is a stud. Dalvin Cook is starting to play well. The defense is playing its part. But I'm not taking a team I ever will trust when you have the name Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. I'm sorry, Viking fans. You might win 13 games this year. Still not even going to come close to buying you. To me, you'll be the fourth best team in the NFC. It doesn't even matter what your record will be. So that's why I say these are the six top teams right now. I think as much as I can't stand watching them and they look like crap last night, I'd probably take Tampa over Minnesota. One I mean, that's playoff, that's that could be up that could be up for well, obviously you take Brady, but that's up for dis- that's that would be a different conversation because of the sense that they are in that same type of tier to me, and it's crazy to say because one team's six and six and the other team is ten and two. But that it's that, just, that's that just is, how we that feel. Right there explains where our thought process is with Minnesota. We don't yeah. take them seriously. I listen. Yeah, the Giants, to me, the Eagles, Cowboys, and the NFC, and the 49ers are the top of the NFC right now. Yeah, and then it's everyone else. Yeah, and then you get your other tier. You get Minnesota and the Buccaneers as their second tier, and then you get the Seattle Commanders and Giants, and even I'll put the Lions because they're starting to play well. And the Lions, hey, there's still four weeks. Uh, there's still five weeks, games left. Well, they they go on a right. They got Minnesota. They have a huge game this week. One At of home. the biggest game. This is one of the biggest games in Detroit uh, in the past. <laughs> I years. really can't. It's been a while. It's been Probably a while like five years when that Stafford. Uh, I mean, you're in December football, and the Detroit Lions are are making a, a, a possible run into the playoffs as the seven or even six seed. We're saying so they're not out of the question. I know they're five and seven, but the Detroit Lions are not in the question. Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, that defense. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, that offense specifically. I said at the beginning of the year. Don't be surprised with the Detroit Lions. They got, they got, they got, some, they got something moving. If they can, if they can get something going with that defense, the Detroit Lions are going to be. A, I can't believe you're about to hear this, but the Detroit Lions will be a formidable foe moving forward in the NFC, the future of the NFC. I mean, so that's how it looks to me. Wire. You get the three teams in the AFC. You get the three teams in the NFC. I'm still sticking. I'm not changing my prediction. I still got the Niners and I still got the Bills. If the Bills get home field advantage, the Bills get healthy. They're the best team on paper. Josh Allen, that team, they're on a mission. I know they've had their little bumps in the road this this season. I get it. 
but they're still nine and three. They're still the number one team in the AFC, and they still got Josh Allen. Anytime you got a guy like Joe Burrow, you got Patrick Mahomes, or you got Joe Bur- or um, Josh Allen, have a chance every Sunday. It's just that simple. That's why those are the three teams that are going to be either coming out of the AFC, and then you got the. It's crazy because you just look at the AFC. You get the three great offenses, three great quarterbacks. And then you get the three top teams in the NFC. What do they all have in common? I mean, the Eagles, let's be honest, the Eagles offense could be just as good as those other three in the AFC. But you look at those three teams, their defenses are legit. It's the the three quarterbacks that are the question marks. That's what it's going to come down to in the NFC. I think that's what you don't question. You don't question because you could say the three quarterbacks in the NFC are the three best quarterbacks, one, two, or three. However, you want to rank them are the three best quarterbacks. I mean, who's the best quarterback in the NFC right now? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Who's second? Is it Dak? Is it Cousins? Is it? I mean, is it even Tom Brady? Geno. I mean, is it Geno? Might be Geno, bro. Is it Taylor? Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it? I mean, I'm just saying. That's all I'm trying to say is that you look at the. I would say it's Geno. I mean, here's the other thing: you can make the argument Jared Goff's the third best quarterback in that conference. He's had a really good season for Detroit. That's crazy. Just think about that. Kurt, not Kirk Cousins. Dak is right there. Dak is. Dak should probably be three. And that's well, all I'm going to say is that you look at how this AFC is shaping up. Realistically, it looks like the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs are going to be one of the three representing the AFC, and then the NFC. To us, I think I could speak for both of us. Realistically, it's either going to be the 49ers or we could realistically have an NFC East NFC championship game this year. It is a real, real possibility in the NFC. Speaking of the NFC, would you believe the stakes that happened on Sunday? Huge commanders, a huge commanders Giants game. Ended in a tie, ladies and gentlemen. If it doesn't get much more New York Giant football-like or Washington football-like, then if you just have to go watch, go watch the highlights of the Commanders and Giants game, and you'll understand why these two teams are kind of as as similar as they come. Both have questions at their quarterbacks. Both have solid running games. The weapons, though, in, in, in Washington, you give the edge to. But then you both look at the defenses. Tough, tough-minded defenses. Both got heart. Then you got two coaches that are well-respected around the league. But let's talk about the New York football giants. One of the surprises of the NFC of the NFL season early on, and we were talking about, well, they had just as good as a record as the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles at one point, 6-1. and one. That's long gone. They are now 1-3-1 and one in the last five games. And I've been seeing a lot of people recently saying, oh, well, the Giants weren't supposed to be here. Look. Shut up with the narrative of that. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. But that narrative is long gone. This isn't week two. This isn't week five. This isn't week seven. We're going into week 14 or about week yeah, week 14. And the New York Giants are playing playoff football. They're playing in meaningful games. It's not about just, just getting by now. No, this is about getting to a playoff. They put themselves in a situation this year to get to the playoffs. Starting off six and one. Now I know that could be a credit to the 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 schedule, but you put yourselves in a position to get to the playoffs. So I'm sick of hearing the narrative of oh well they should we were so we were so surprised they shouldn't even be here they they were supposed to win four. I get it. I don't think any of us thought the Giants would be in this situation this year, but they are. 
No. So you have to worry about the now. You can't worry about the past. You can't worry about even the future right now. You have to worry about the now. And the New York Giants are in a situation where every game, just like Sunday, from here on out, is a playoff game. Because you are fighting for your playoff lives right now. And with the way the season started, Ted, to be started 6-1 and one, and to now be 7-4-1, and one, and right on the thick of things, with realistically now, let's make it a four-team race in that final six and seven wildcard spot. Four teams, legitimate teams. Commanders, the Giants, the Seahawks, and I'm going to put the Lions. As the Lions win this week, they're six and seven. They're yeah. right in the thick of things. No, I, so I'm, the, I'm not. I'm, and and I'm, it just so happens. It just so happens that the New York Giants. Yes, it has. It wasn't pretty on Sunday. The let's just say it's it started off a little slow, picked it up, and then finished awful, so very very poorly. It doesn't help that now this week. You have the number one team and the best team currently in the NFL coming into your place. Where it's do or die. It's do or die. So, Ted, we'll big blue figure it out. The Lions do have a favorable schedule. I'm looking at it. They beat Minnesota this week. They'd be six and seven. I think they're beating Minnesota. I think they're going to be. They're going to beat Minnesota. And of course, they're home now. Yes, they're going to beat Minnesota. Now they're at the Jets. That's a tough one. That's a tough tough one. They they can win that. Hey, listen. We'll they see what win. happens. Who's quarterback? What goes on with the Jets? We'll see. They play. I believe the Bills. Is Mike crazy. White's going to be the answer. Mike White's not going. Mike White's going to be the guy. For then the they, then they're at the Panthers. Winnable game. Bears. Very winnable game. And the and last game. Home. And, and the last game of the season at the Packers. And we don't know who's very winnable be the quarterback. And do the Packers tank for the end of the season for draft? Capital? Very winnable so, game. Very. I'd say four wins. They, they could get four wins. For the last so five, they can get ten, 10 wins. So ten. So let's say, let's just Nine say wins. right now. I guess, I guess we'll say it. Ten is probably. You gotta go with the, You gotta get I, ten. I, you gotta get to nine. You gotta get to nine. Nine is this. I think nine, someone gets in at nine. Do you think the tie is gonna screw either one of the? No, uh, I think it Giants or the, the commander. You think the Giants no, or commanders? It, it hurts. It, no, I think it helps the Giants. A tie is better than a loss. A tie no, is better than a loss. Yeah, so I get it. You'd be nine. Nine seven and one, or nine and eight. Nine seven and one gets you in over nine and eight. So the Giants got to find. Fi- two will, ways. They, will they figure it out? Giants have to find two ways, especially That's knowing that. I mean, we'll talk more down hey, listen, the line. We talked about week. this last night, and we talked about when we do off script stuff, and we try to figure out what we want to talk about and whatnot. But here's the thing with the Giants: you got invited to the dance, so don't sit in the chair at the table and just whine that you don't have a date. Go find someone to dance with. Get involved. Be involved. You're there. It's not about, okay, well, they're not that good. They have this. I get it. We know that. The storyline's over, like you said. Oh, they weren't supposed to. Okay, you did, but now they're there. So win some effing games. Like, let's go. Like, you shouldn't beat the commanders. You had a, you had an opportunity. You blew it. I mean, Daniel Jones did not play poorly. Had eight, completed over 80% of his passes. Had another 200 yards. All right, ran the ball for 71 yards, 12 attempts, career high. Their defense did what they were supposed to. They just didn't do it on the last drive when they needed to shut down Washington. And then we have, and then of course, Darius Slayton can't catch the ball at the end of the game. Typical Darius Slayton. That's such a giant one out of, play one out of every four passes he drops. He's like, I think this year it's at 11.9%. I think his average is like 15%. It's like, it's like the worst in NFL history. Like, bro, hot hands heat and like, 
Stick him. Do something. He's like, he's like Richard, Frank, Richard, Frank, Richard Franklin. Franklin from the replacements, if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> like, catch the ball, bro. Like, you're, you're brutal. Like, you, you, I wish you, you're killing us, bro. You're killing no, us. You know, I think because, what's killing Because he is a very good viable option for a number two. The Ted, let's be honest. More... You know what's killing us? You know what's killing us, though? Because it was the backbone of this team. They can't run the football. And with an offense that has a lack of what ha- has a lack of weapons and a lack of explosiveness in the passing game, what do you have? They their backbone. What do you have? What do you have? He had their sixty-three bread, yards bread, on the ground. Their bread and butter. Good enough. Take away the Texans game. Just take away the Texans game before this game. Like I said, Saquon Barkley the last four games was one hundred and fourteen yards on the ground. You think he's this more was a guy? That, this was a guy that was. Leading the league in rushing, looked like he was on pace to be an MVP type candidate. This running attack for an offense that doesn't have the weapons, this is killing the Giants right now. Because everything revolved, everything revolved around the revolved around the running game, which ultimately sets up the play action. I know the injuries kept piling up, but still, when you have that running attack, and it was a top three running attack at one point. At one point, it was the number one rushing attack in the NFL. Yeah, the first five. It sets teams. up. But that's also when we had the play action. And Daniel Jones is great at the play action this year. He's been excellent. But that's also when action. we had the same starting offensive line for the first seven weeks. Yes. We haven't had the same offensive line. It's we killing the Giants. All our receivers: Colin yes. Johnson out before the end. Sterling Shepard, Wondell Robinson, Kenny Galladay might as well be hurt for the season because he's. I don't even think he's in the building. It. That's a. That's another effing waste. Okay, that's that's absolutely nonsense. What a, it's what a joke. I mean, typical <laughs> Giants. Typical Giants. Find a guy to the biggest receiver deal of the year. Yeah, we got the number one receiver for you. Yeah, man, this guy's been a stud. <laughs> I got more catches than him, all right? Andrew Thomas but, has more touchdowns than him. So, with that being said, what's wrong with the Giants? We said it. Can't run the football. Somehow we got to figure out how to run the football the last five weeks this season. But, I mean, look at Jano Jones, though. I wrote down these stats. 13 of his 31 passes this week were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Six more were within five yards. So we don't throw the ball down the field, which you got to be able to throw the ball down the field. You got to be able to stretch the defense because then everyone's inside the and box. The Giants don't have that, though. <laughs> Darius Slayton can at least get down the field. Someone during the NFL draft, they're not slow. It's not me. It's not me running a four seven. They're running four 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 five. Somehow, can you still, can you still run a four seven? Probably not four eight. My knee hurts. <laughs> My knee hurts. So it's, a four, so it's a four eight. He knocks it down. T- <laughs> Jones, but here's the other thing. Jones has only eighteen attempts this year of twenty plus yards all season. That's thirty second among all quarterbacks in the NFL. We don't stretch the field. We don't have any downfield passing. We got no one. Yeah. This team is not that good. But I get it. We're still fighters. We're gonna fight to the end. But you made a good thing. Do you think the Giants got conservative? Absolutely. Yeah. I just wonder if the conservative offense is because the lack of trust in Daniel Jones, which brings us back to the point where we started the season. Do the Giants and do the fans of the New York Giants have faith in Daniel Jones that he is the future? I still think he's not the future. He's not the future, bro. He's not good enough. He is a viable quarterback in the NFL. He is not your future. You will never win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. Ever. The reason why I can say that is because I can look at a guy like Jalen Hurts. Now, you can give me all the excuses. They have one of the best offensive lines. They have a great play call. I like Brian Dable, too. They brought A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. They got a three-headed monster and a rushing attack. I Don't get forget all that. about Dallas, their tight end. Dallas Goddard. I get that. All that. 
They got weapons. But don't you just look at Jalen Hurts and look just in general the improvement that this gentleman has made in three seasons. Where is the tremendous improvement that Daniel Jones has made? If the coaches have not coddled him all season, and if it wasn't for Saquon's rushing ability in the beginning of the season, where would Daniel Jones be? If we had a viable backup, he'd probably be benched. I mean, I don't think Daniel Jones has deserved to – he doesn't maybe deserve get, to lose his maybe, job. But maybe, maybe not to get – like he deserves to get some sort of contract from the Giants or from somebody because he has played his oh, part. Oh, yeah, I'm he not saying not, that. He has not – if you had to put the Giants' faults for this downfall or just in general with this season, I wouldn't put Daniel Jones in the top five of that. I, there's, uh, there's, no, I would no, no. not. First of, all, I would say first of all, it would be the offensive weapons. That's, that's the weapons, one the play two. calling, the injuries – I wouldn't put Daniel I just Jones. Think, I just think when the Giants had an opportunity, and I get it, it was fourth and three in the overtime, and you decided to punt with like a minute and 45 seconds left. Now, I get it. You got the ball back, and you still had an opportunity to kick the field goal. I felt like almost Joe Judge was there. But it was almost like you were playing not to lose and just say, hey, listen, we'll take the tie. We're happy with it. We just don't want to lose. We don't want yeah. to lose. We'll take the tie. And I said, I'm like, this is like kissing your sister. And someone's like, what's I'm like, no, stop. Better kiss my hand. Stop. Enough of that nonsense. Why, why don't we? Why don't you uh, explain to the people what do you mean by that? What do you mean? <laughs> Kissing your sister. What do you mean? Kissing your sister. Well, you know the old, the old like symbolism of what like a tie. It's like kissing your sister. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It was, I don't know what the hell you were getting. I, mean, it's, I mean, maybe it's a, I mean, you kiss on the cheek goodbye, but I mean, uh, it's like whatever. That's normal to kiss your sister on the cheek. That's I give it. my I give my sister a big hug and kiss. Yeah, you're, well, yeah, I, you're, a, you're an emotional person. I'm a stiff, so it doesn't matter. Hey, at least you could say that on live. Hey, we're live for that. I'm an emotional person. If you like emotional, I'm I'm an emotional guy. I, what do you want me to I, say? I, I, but I, I also I got, don't get. I got a solid heart. <laughs> like I'm rock. I'm hard. But no, but, I just I, I look at this team and I'm like, listen, man, we're there. If I could sum it up, we're here though, right? We're here at the. They dance. put themselves let's, in the position let's, let's where they could win. Least try to get to there and see what happens. All right, let's see what happens. Right now, they're in the playoffs. It would be so more disappointing. I'll tell you this: at this point, where I'm at this season right now, I would be more disappointed in the Giants not making the playoffs than if the Giants were just bad all year. Because I kind of had the thought process of they were being. But now that you gave me hope, and they always say, "What's the worst thing you give like someone who's you know." criminal or death or like hope or something and falls like you gave giant fans hope like you were six and one like you we were like like there's there's an 80 percent chance we're gonna make the playoffs like we're at the, we're at the point where like are we gonna win another game for the rest of the season and and then the narrative is going to be completely changed your thought process as a fan as an organization going into the offseason goes how the hell did we become six and one and then didn't even make the playoffs? Like we'll go down in history. I bet there's never been a team six and one. I bet there's never been an NFL team that started the season six and one that's not made the playoffs. I mean, we started seven and two. Where's Where's Hembo for ESPN? I guarantee he probably. I guarantee there's probably never been a team. I'd love to know that stat or figure that out. You, you, you there's you know what I'm saying? Like you're I, seven I, and two, even with the extra game now. Like you can't make the playoffs. So. That's that's my storyline. I get it, Daniel. And 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 here's the other thing, Trev. They don't make the playoffs. All the questions that you and me had talked about all season are all going to come back out of out of loop. Is Saqu- do we resign Saquon? Should we trade him now? We can't trade him. Can't trade him. I mean, you could sign and trade him, 
But what do the Giants do with him? Is Daniel Jones the future? What do we do right, with – So the past 19 years – so how about this? The 2003 Vikings team along with the 2009 Denver Broncos are the only teams that have started 6-0 and and did not make the playoffs. So that's about the past 20 years or so. All right. So, But you don't want to go down like that. I mean, because like I just said, the narrative around this team it will completely change. I don't think the narrative, narrative will change. I just think that it would be just like, okay, they had their moments, but they still have work to do. They still have the holes that we expected them when everybody thought, okay, six and one, maybe the Giants are better than we all thought. No, I think it was just maybe a little, we got ahead of ourselves. They have the potential to be great. They're going to have the cap space next year, but it's a team that, Still is a but then also still a few missing pieces away from competing. And that's why people on Twitter and other stupid things, but we all like to have an opinion throw out there and maybe grab someone and gets a lot of likes and tweets. Is should we go draft a quarterback again? If we don't make the playoffs, do we trade up to go? And people are like, Well, we need weapons. Well, we're also gonna have a good amount of sour cap, but what do we do with Saquon? Do we resign Leonard Williams? Well, His third yeah. year is coming up. What do they do with Dexter Lawrence? Like the Giants still. Julian, Julian Love. There's guys that the Giants are going to have to try to resign. Maybe long term plans for them. I mean, there's this is there's still a lot of parts that have to be mixed and blended for this team. And like I said, it's been great so far what we've established this year as a giant culture and a giant team and as a fan base, but. You got to make the playoffs at least, bro. I don't care if you lose in the first round of playoffs. Get me there, man. Give me something to watch on the wild card weekend. Give me it. Like, get up and dance. If the girl rejects you, at least you tried. But don't sit there and complain and then say, "Oh, no one danced with me." You didn't. You didn't put the effort in. Try. Give me an opportunity. You got a. You got Philly this week, which is going to be a really tough matchup. But who knows? We'll see what happens. You got Washington the following week, which is a must-win game. I mean, every game is a must-win game, but that Washington game is totally a must-win game. The Colts game is going to be a must-win game. And then I think depending on how the season goes, that last game of the season against Philly, hopefully Philly has everything clinched and they sit everyone and maybe we could sneak another win in. Maybe we can sneak it. And I don't know. I don't want to go in that way. But you know what? A win's a win and get me in the playoffs and we'll see what happens. And time will tell on this New York Giants season. It doesn't get any easier. It ain't going to get any easier from here on out. Every game is a playoff game. (laughs) Seriously. It ain't going to be much better in here. Yes, the Giants – are exceeding expectations, but that's over with. We're not thinking about the past. I'm not thinking about the future right now. I'm thinking about December 6th for the rest of the season until January. I don't even know when the season ends, January like 9th or 10th. All I care about is that. That's what I care about, the now, because the New York Giants have put themselves in a position to at least make a playoff appearance. January 8th. So a month away, there is four weeks left, a month away. for That's all I care about now. I don't care about the past. I don't care that they started 6-1 and they exceeded expectations. I don't care about the future and what's going to happen next offseason. I care about right now. We are 7-4-1, and one, currently slated at the sixth spot. You're still in the playoffs. You have four weeks left. It's about the now. Get yourselves into the playoffs. You've made yourselves an opportunity. You've given yourselves an opportunity. So take the opportunity. Grasp it. And move forward. All right, Giant fans. My God. Oh, well, we're, we're happy to wait. Shut up. That's what I got to say to you. Shut up. We'll see what happens. It ain't going to get much easier. 
for this New York Giant team. We'll see what happens, though. It's been a fun season. We will see what happens. We will keep an eye as well. We will probably be back sooner than the end of the week because there is a looming update or possible signing that could change the landscape of the New York Yankees' future. And we will be bringing back the Joseph McGuire for it. He has not been on, but we will get him back to talk Aaron Judge and where he will either be going East Coast or West Coast bound. Time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next episode. Just checking out Keys of the City, Spotify, streaming, iTunes, as well as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all the social media, as well as TikTok, because everybody loves TikTok, I guess now. That's the new thing. Now, Ted loves TikTok. Right, Ted? It's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. See you next episode. We are Keys of the City. We are out. to the City Podcast.